Good evening, one and all. Welcome along. We are in season three, episode 58, 59. 59. Yeah, 59. <laughs> it is the draft. We are literally two weeks away, folks. And it is nearly it is nearly draft day. Jamie, Mike, how are you both doing? All good in the herd. Nearly midweek, in it? Okay, so we get a long weekend, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what's wrong, Jamie? You seem, you seem, hey. yeah. Uh, I don't like you, Jamie. It's, it's, it's you guys, isn't it? As, as it was touched, touched on, off Excuse me. Come on, guys. A piss up in February. Fifteen minutes ago, who's joining on? Yeah. Do you know what? I mean? Come on. Mate, I Jamie, I did that. Tax on a pond, <laughs> mate. Tax on a pond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, tonight we are going to look at um, some draft prospects. We're going to look at defensive back because there is some talent in this class. But before we do go that far, unfortunately, we did have some um, news over the past since since Thursday night. So mm. unfortunately, Rayfield Wright has passed away, um, member of the Ring of Honor former offensive tackle on the two Super Bowl winning teams of the 70s. And then late Sunday night, the news broke about Gary Brown's passing, our running back coach. And of course, mm -hmm. we also had on Saturday the, the, the news about Dwayne Haskins and his untimely death. So um, it hasn't been a good, 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 say, four or five days in terms of what's been happening in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been wild. I mean, we was talking with Dave Hellman last week, saying how crazy twenty twenty two already is, and then it goes and throws us another weekend curveball, you know? Yeah. People going too too soon. It's sad, isn't it? Life's life's a bitch, as they say, ain't it? Yeah, and I mean, you know, we 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 really like Brown as well. Um, somebody we always spoke highly of, yeah. I know the other yeah. two guys, you know, we could talk about them too, but he was more of a, a more of a personal one to us based on yeah. who he is, what he done, you know. That is very true. Um like I mean if if anyone looks back at the last series where, where the Cowboys were on the all or nothing on the Amazon mm. Prime, I mean Gary Brown was one of the most fun people in the whole thing. He knew when work needed to be worked, but he also knew when the running backs needed a bit of a joke, a bit of a laugh, and he was there to provide it. I think we've had some stories from some of our own our own people and the interactions they had with Gary Brown. And just an, a genuine nice person, someone who, you know, you could tell something to me, get a little giggle out of it. Mm. Yeah, he is certainly going to be uh, one that's going to be missed, you know. Um, yeah. That's for sure. And when you think about it as well, the sort of the characters uh, Brown had to deal with in that running back room. Um, yeah. And he managed to keep it all together. Do you know what I mean? Keep those um, egos and uh, personalities in check. Um, you know, because that was probably the hardest job for what he yeah. had to deal with, you know. It's true. Um, sorry, I'm just 
something coming up here. Um, and then, unfortunately, Rayfield Wright, obviously, on Thursday, that, that yeah. broke after you guys went off air. Yeah. Again, unfortunate timing. I think I think that the, we, the cards had been marked there in terms of of Rayfield, but you know, it's still it's still never a nice thing to see. Mm. That's just another crazy one, you know. And yeah, he was the he he was obviously we can't attest to it because we didn't know him personally, but a lot of people would yeah. say he was the gentle giant type, you mm. know. That that's what you always get all the time. Yeah. Um then obviously Saturday afternoon, our time here in the UK and Ireland, yeah. the news broke about Dwayne Haskins. And I I I had to double take, like I, I think it was me that got the um got the message and sent it to you guys and like literally it was like, No, it's it's an April Fool's joke or there's something mm. something something wrong, but you know, the news started filtering through and you know, it's just it's awful. Have seen, yeah. I, I don't, and, and the event I still much, don't but... really get entirely what exactly happened. All, all I've got is that he was involved in a um, in a traffic that he wasn't in a car, he was walking and he got hit by a car. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. it's not like he was running down the freeway. It sounds like he was kind of he was doing some kind of early morning workout kind of thing on it and he's mm. sadly just it's been one of those wrong place at the wrong time kind of situation yeah. it's just such a just a, such a short short a, a young age it's it's awful it's i say guy, yeah just such yeah. a waste you know, it's, it's awful yeah you do you you are to, it is one where you're just like I, people have said you know what, what, what do you think you know what's your take and you're just like i don't really know what to say about it because it's just so out of nowhere, this one that you just like. I really don't know. Rivalry goes out of the window, doesn't it? And you sit there and you see things, and it's rivalry goes out the window with this kind of stuff. You know oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's, 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 it's a life, it's it's someone's family member, it's someone's teammate, it's someone's friend. It's, it's just crap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, li it, lit it literally is. And I mean, the outpouring of, of, of grief from, you know, from. Steelers teammates from Washington teammates from guys that he was in with in Ohio State. Mm. You know, it's 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 awful, awful news. Like for someone so young, and I I think no one is fully sure of the details yet of yeah. what happened and how it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously there was some very bad pieces of publicity around it, and we're not going to go into that. <laughs> it's not yeah. something we want to associate ourselves with. Yeah. All we want to do is, is pass on our condolences to his family and his wife. You know, it's 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 an awful tragedy. They yeah. mm. say uh, not not to obviously thing on it. It's like a lot of people comment, and the comment that came out for it obviously needs a slap for it. It's, why focus on that? Focus on the fact that a young person has tragically lost his life, and he's leaving behind a young family, he's leaving behind friends, mm. and and he's and I mean he had a yeah, his his NFL career wasn't at, at this stage. What wasn't what everyone expected, but that potentially could have changed. And it it was absolute stunning college. And it's like focus mm. on the focus on the positives. You know what I mean, this 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 game mm. meant a lot to a lot of people and touched people's lives in a different in a, in a in a way that 
sometimes only sports only sports athletes can do. So yeah, like you yeah. say, it's rivalry goes out the window, and it's and it's tragic. You know, it was interesting what I read from Des Bryant. That was quite interesting. Mm. He was very vocal mm. about. Um, yeah. all of it and you know it's fair enough he's quite right in what he said yeah well, obviously there as we as we say look our, our thoughts and prayers go out to the, the haskins family and everyone associated with Dwayne. it's it is a tragedy um we have had a couple of pieces of news today in terms of the washington commanders um we're not going to go yeah. into that um and we also have uh that's was, another crazy one mind. <laughs> yeah it, it was but we'll, we'll not we'll not uh we'll not dig into that and there's also a press conference tomorrow um yes. about some major business decisions within the dallas cowboys um we do not have any information folks we we haven't tried to get in touch with anyone and ask for anything insider on that so Depending depending on what what that what that news is, we might we might jump on tomorrow night if it is something which is worthwhile. We don't know if it's about you know potentially a game in London, if it's if it's some internal moves within the Cowboys organisations. So we'll just see what happens. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you there, mate. And um... yeah. Like you say, if it's big enough, we'll do another. We'll, we've done an emergency podcast before, and we'll do it again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, any other news, gents, that I've missed out on? Uh, oh, yeah, you haven't mentioned about a certain fullback signing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, so the Dallas Cowboys have added their third free agent signing, who was not with the Dallas Cowboys last year. So we have we have signed um, Ryan Noll from yeah, the Chicago sorry, Bears. Sorry. No, 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 Ryan Noll. Who he's primarily he's a special teams player. He's not mm. going to be an offensive player. He'll be used for special teams, um, and that 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 will be his role. He'll probably be a vet minimum deal. Um, Paul just commenting in terms of is it London? Um, is Stephen Jones taking full control? We <laughs> we wish we knew Paul, but we will we will jump on if out, if out of those happens. planes, out of those three, it's got to be the Stephen Jones one. I can't see him. Um, like it's the the kind of tweet, the tweet that came out about it. Um, there's going to be certain people there and stuff. I can't see it being London. To be fair, hopefully not. And the Dutch Dowry one. Like I say, I think that's. That's been everything in the in the news. I think the Cowboys are dealing with that internally. So, yeah. if anything, say that though, it could be worth the market. It could be some new sponsorship deal for the stadium or whatever. Could it? You know, it's, the Cowboys yeah, like to keep yeah, the cards close to the chest. Yeah, um, could be a new I, kit I, deal or something. It, it could be it, like because it can't be a signing because we would have heard about that already. So it's got to yeah. be something specifically to do with the Cowboys front office or something has happened there unless it's somewhat along the lines of that it's finally going to announce that jimmy's going to go in the, the ring of honor or even is if tony romo's going to go in there because he's openly come out and said that tony romo will go in the go in the ring so you just it's time the, 
yeah, the only other thing I can think of is that, you know, something about the Ring of Honor. Um, because there's nothing, there's nothing else really I can try and think of that it could be. Will McClay, GM. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think that goes back to the point of because then if if that's what it's going to be, then sure, that was a knock on effect that Stephen Johnston takes the full reins. Because yeah, if, if, if Jerry's not going to do the GM side of it, then what is he really going to do footballing wise? Hmm. He would just be more of the owner type, wouldn't he? You know. Yeah, that's what I mean. So. Hmm. Stay tuned. I think yeah. what, is it, what is it? Ten o'clock our time? Is it tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, I think it's so. Far central in it. So mm-hmm. if it's four o'clock central. That's ten ten p.m. our time. So yeah. we might have to, as we say, emergency podcast. And uh, DJ Dog is liking my suggestion of Will McClay GM. Well, just to touch on that, I'm what DJ Dog said. I'm surprised it, it's not happened yet i mean the, the guy not not saying i mean let's let's kick everybody out but it's, the guy's pretty much done the gm job for mm. how long inverted yeah. commas gm role it's about chuffing yeah. time he got the official title it is true yeah. he's done it long yeah. enough he pretty much does he has the highest you know title job if you like in the Cowboys. yeah mm. Without without the surname Jones behind that Basically, name, yeah, 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 and I mean we've we've had a few interactions with Will, and he is genuinely an absolute gentleman. He is a pleasure mm. to deal with at all times. He's very helpful and cannot do enough for us behind the scenes. So if it was something like that, it would absolutely be fully endorsed by the team here at UK Cowboys. Mm. Um, I don't know if Paul is 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 trying to break some news here, but uh, he <laughs> is stating that uh, it's my green card visa being announced with a winky face. So, um, Paul, is there something you need to tell all of us as well? Hey, as long as long as, it, as, long as he has a, a room for us over there, so we'd have to pay for hotels. Then, yeah. If not, yeah, Paul, then um, you, you need nice to uh, need to start selling your liver and your kidneys and whatever to get a big enough house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, sorry. Just uh, another another bit of news here. I just got a got a tweet up. Um. Kelvin Joseph is switching to oh, yeah. yeah. And at this stage, I think all of us as a collective admin team are just sick of this. Uh. In if you want my take, I just I don't care as long as you play. <laughs> if you play well, okay. What number you wear? Yeah, that's, that that's my honest point. opinion. Yeah. I know some people get infuriated and frustrated with the number changes, especially like when you buy in jerseys and then they change mm. numbers. And you're like, oh, great! But to me, I just think whatever. If you if you play well enough, you play good enough. Yeah. I don't care what number you got. Yeah, go on, Jay. No, we're just going to say I'm kind of a little bit on the fence. It's a bit of a pain in the backside, but also. Mm. As Mike says, if you if you're playing well, but it's just why make the rule up all these years ago to then let players do it? I mean, co- college football for, for as long as I can remember and have been into it, really been allowed to kind of really wear what you what you want and what's the difference in the NFL? 
it's just yeah. and like you said, it just comes all this and it may maybe it may be coming from the, the tightness in us, but NFL jerseys are goddamn expensive. You go out and yeah. buy say like a, a Dak Prescott jersey at what even 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 if it's a replica one, it's seventy quid. And then yeah. he goes and changes his number to number ten, and it's like more than that. Mm, now, now you've got to go out and pay another seventy quid for these. It's, it's uh, mental. Quid now, Jay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's into triple figures now. I, yeah. I'm, I'm from Yorkshire. I'm just going to paint my numbers on them. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> well, put it this way: don't let Brad Sham know you're doing that. I told him about swapping numbers on an '88 jersey, and uh, he he disowned me for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but look, the main point here for for today, we're going to talk defensive back because whilst we're we, we have a full roster of cornerbacks, we have a full roster of safeties. A lot of the guys in um, sorry, Paul's just commenting there. What was Dak Prescott's college number? It was number fifteen, Paul. Yeah, and so was Ezekiel Elliott's. But a lot of what we have seen um, in mock drafts, obviously, is Cowboys taking offensive linemen, wide receivers. And a lot of the talk is that most of those guys are going to be gone now. So we have looked specifically at cornerback. Personally, I don't think we should, we're, we're even going to look at safety at all, given we've... We've got three guys there for next season. But what is your own view in terms of, before we, we dive into the players, is cornerback a consideration for you at 24? Yep. Yes. Um, I can, I, I, go on, Jay. I'll let you go no, first. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, all I was going to say is that um, you can never have enough good cornerbacks, first of all. Yeah. And if the right guy is there, take him. Because, mm. like... Use the questions you've got, right? Kevin Joseph was taken in the second round, um, didn't really play much last season. So you've got a question mark there, right? And this is us in a vacuum looking from the outside. We can't attest to what their development's like, how well they're playing, um, how coaches foresee how they're going to progress for the year. That's the only bit we can't attest to. But from the outside looking in, you go, well, what's Kevin Joseph going to be? Nation Wright. What's he going to be? Is Anthony Brown was last year? Was that a fluke? How is he coming back into this mm. season? Trayvon Diggs is Trayvon Diggs, and you're quite happy. So you turn around and you say, well, yeah, there's question marks with corner, and you can never have enough good corners. Um, yeah. You know, if you're saying Trayvon Diggs is shutting that side down, Kelvin, but like, like what they do at cornerback early in the draft, more than anything, is going to tell you what they feel about A, Anthony Brown, uh, and B, um, Kevin Joseph. That that really is what it's going to boil down to. If they feel there is enough there, they're not going to take their guy. Safety-wise, I still think that there's that there's room for it there. you got, obviously, you've got Israel McQuamu. Um, mm. You've got um, Mayagi, who's still playing, who's still in there. Donovan Wilson. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you've got um, J-Ron Curse, But... J. Ron Curse, and I'll get back to the the, the, the final safety because he's my favourite signing of the season. But J. Ron Curse is that hybrid safety linebacker. Because when you think about it, he's really inside the, the, the box. He's playing as that tight end killer. 
slash mm-hmm. um you know you can put him to shade the slot if you need to as well he's not really a guy that you're gonna although he can do it he's not a guy you want to keep putting into like a cover two situation or cover or mm. have to go into zone coverage he's a guy really that you want to get physical and be around the ball that, that that's what he is so although he's down as a safety he's really somewhere in between it's that hybrid role um yeah. and then obviously you have malik Hooker, who's your center fielder who when you look at it, I think that is an amazing. Honestly, I've got, I have high hopes for him, and I will do a piece on Hooker because I, I'm even tempted to buy his jersey. But when you think about it, that when you look back, Hooker, um, with all his previous seasons, he's always finished the season with an injury, or he's left season on IR. So come the off season, he's rehabbing. This is the first season he's with the Cowboys. It's the first season, and even when he's joined the Cowboys last season, it was halfway through training camp, so he wasn't really available to halfway through the season. This is his first yeah. season now in the NFL where he has a full off season of practice, training, working with coaches, team take the lot. So I've got huge hopes. That is, for me, the only thing I have a question mark about in terms of safety is obviously development. So we're talking Mukwamu, Donovan Wilson, Hooker. In terms of cornerback, again, it's the same thing. It's where's Kelvin Joseph? How is Andy Brown coming along? What's yeah. Nation Wright doing? If those guys are developing how they want and progressing how they want, they're not they, they, and they're confident, they're not touching that. But if you see them taking them, taking mm-hmm. one of those positions, especially early, uh, tells you all you need to know. Although I go back to my original comment that if a good corner's there, you take him. Yeah. It's Jamie, go on, give us your thoughts. Um, I, I, won't, I won't mention any name because I know um, the names that are on the list that we're going to talk about. If there's yeah. one specific person there, don't think he's going to be there, but if he's there and they take him, I wouldn't be disappointed. Definitely not. Um, but in overall terms, I don't see corner in the in the first round. A lot from a lot of what maybe Mike touched on, but also I think the team that I'm pressing needs. I think it's you're probably looking at in the first round, depending on who's there. It's it's even it's going to be. A tackle or a guard, depending on who's there and who they like. Mm. Um, look at looking around Twitter. If Lindebon's there, it's not going to be Lindebon, which doesn't, which disappoints me because I'm on, I'm on your train, Brian. I, um, mm. I love him. He's absolute beast, but he's not one of the thirty picks to come in for interviews. Yeah. Which tends to then say over the years the Cowboys don't really take the guy in the first round. I know CD Lamb was a, an exception last year, and I think was it. Marcus Ware was the last one, maybe. Um, I could have got another name after that. So I can't see it in the bottom. So you're probably looking at Zion Johnson. You're maybe looking at Kenyon Green, depending on how high the rim. If not, yeah. maybe one of the tackles, if the tackles are there. And then you're probably looking at linebacker, if Nicobe Dean's maybe there, or yeah. even even one, one of the defensive ends or defensive tackles. Um, I'd definitely address it. Probably second round. There's going to be some guys there, maybe in Elam, um, and maybe the third round. And I've I've got a, got a little bit of a kind of one of those, you know, you, you, you like your draft kind of niche, yes. And and I'm I'm a little bit sold on 
Kirby Joseph and Brian Cook from Illinois and Cincinnati. So mm. if they took one of those two guys in the second or third round, I wouldn't be disappointed. But definitely don't see it in the first, unless yeah. one person is there. But I'm not going to mention names to ruin your mojo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I, I like I I do agree with what you've both said in terms of. Um, we will be focusing on offensive line wide receiver some of the linebackers and if you're wiped out there you're looking at defensive end tackle mm-hmm. um so i can see why cornerback or say and as i said for me safety isn't even on the board um why they might go after a cornerback but i've just i i have seen a question there from joe and it does it it, it intrigues me a little bit he said would you trade anthony brown and a fifth round pick to move up from 24. oh you're going up for that's that's the yeah yeah oh would you want oh would you go up for and who's yeah. going to buy? Who's going to buy into that? Yeah. You know, when you think yeah. of the, the the teams above us, yeah. tell me, tell me who it is you're trying to go up for. Yeah, and I'll agree. Or, yeah. Or, give me some, or, give me or, some contacts. that's falling in the draft to make you think. You know what? It's it's worth. I, I'm I'm up for doing it. Like you say, if, if it's going to improve the team, um, mm. I'm up for, depends on who, depends on who you're going up for. If it's yeah, and just I tell to, you what. Just to we we'll say just to touch on another one, Brian. I know you mentioned that, sorry, and I mentioned, yeah, and a lot wide receivers being talked a lot about a lot. There's potentially going to be somebody there at 24. Now, yeah, I, I know you put we paid back all this money, and yeah, you're surrounded with players, but do you really want to spend a first round pick on essentially someone who is going to be your number, your wide receiver three this year? I think there's too many pressing needs on this team. That's not to take away the, the the talent that's at wide receiver. Mm. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say, tackle, not a sexy pick, but no. it makes it a sexy mm. pick when you can get CD Lamb involved a lot more. You can you can help Zeke run the ball a lot better. The only thing yeah. I would say is he wouldn't be a wide receiver three, right? Ironically, yeah. So you're going to keep Lamb in the slot, right? That's where I want to keep him because you don't really want to be playing Lamb on the outside. You want to be distributing him quickly. Giving him the ball, he's going to be a yak guy. Um, really, if you're if you're drafting a wide receiver, is to take over the Washington role on the outside over the other side, especially most certainly while Michael Gallup's rehabbing to come back in. Yeah, yeah. So oh. I, I, I would talk him more when when Gallup oh, in back, terms of then, number then, depth. And okay. I, yeah. I, I get I get into, I get into the you keep obviously keep senior Lamb in the slot, but does the move of getting rid of Amari Cooper? Um, not make you think that the Cowboys want him as wide receiver one, and you're going to see him a lot more outside this year. No, I get what you're saying. I'm saying he's very effective yeah. on the inside, but he's going to be a primary wide receiver go-to guy. But he's going to be playing from the slot. He's your big slot, basically, um, yeah. which is really what he was at Oklahoma and what he has mm. been with the Cowboys. You know, bear in mind Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb were interchangeable because. Yeah, we could play in the slot, but they still prefer to just keep Cooper in the slot because he's just that guy you want to get the ball quick to, you know, quick slants, um, you know, screens. You even seen it last year a little bit with Lamb coming into the backfield and getting the ball yeah. that way. He's just a guy you want to give the ball and just say, right, go. No, yeah, 
Mm. So we're half an hour into the show, and we haven't, and we haven't really even started. Any, we haven't even started. <laughs> so let's let's jump straight into this because the first guy that we're going to mention, and Jamie, Jamie has kind of pre 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 warned us, and he doesn't think he's going to be there. And I think myself and Mike are are on the opposing train of he could be there, and if he's there. I don't think either of us would be surprised. So the first guy we're going to talk about is Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback out of LSU. Mm -hmm. So, Jamie, I'm going to ask you why you don't think he's going to be there. And then, Mike, I'll give you the floor to tell us why he might be there. He's just too good. When you you mentioned that we were going to talk about him, the first five words that came in my mind was not not going to be there at 24. and I'll have I'll have I'll have a, a, a 15, 15, 20 quid bet with even you two guys. This guy won't fall out of the top fifteen. There's no way, no way. If if he if he starts tumbling, if he tumbles past twelve, somebody's going to trade up and get him. Uh, it, it, it's just too good. Go on, Mike. Give us the opposing viewpoint here. Uh, so we seen him in two thousand and nineteen. Maybe one of the best freshmen. Uh, cornerbacks we've seen in a very long time. Yeah. Um, what he did during his freshman year is completely under. You, you know, you can't state enough how great it was. But that's the trouble is since 2019 he hasn't done anything. Like if you're yeah. drafting him in the first round, you're drafting him having no pre-draft sort of. You you, you really you, you, so far in your pre-draft is measurements. It's mm-hmm. um, medicals and interviews. That's all you've been able to do with him. You get, he hasn't done anything. And even when you look at, um, so he's played ten games in the last two years, mm-hmm. right? And in that time, he has given up two touchdowns. He's given up fi- uh, just over fifty percent reception rate, uh, a quarterback rating of over a hundred, which is not great. And then you go through and you go, okay, so let's look at what we've got to play with. So he's just about six foot. He's six foot like in a quarter. And then when you look at his wingspan and his arm length, when arm length is something we learned a lot about last season with Dan Quinn, um, he's barely in the 20th percentile. So really what you're doing is you're saying, okay, 2019, extremely athletic cornerback, has... All, all the accolades, but the trouble is, is there's no consistency. You have he has an extensive injury history over the last two years, and then the final yeah. thing that you can um, throw into because he's a great press man, physicality uh, and um, the athleticism to play press man, which is one of the hardest parts for college uh, cornerbacks coming into the NFL to do. Like if you have that. The rest is easy. Um, but um, the trouble you've got is he misses a lot of tackles. His, his missed tackle rate is nearly 18% in his college career, which is horrific. Um, and then when you look at zone coverage, he does get lost. And I think some of that is because he just hasn't played a lot. Yeah. Like, the, com- the comparison I, I would give here... Um... Jamie, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trigger you a little bit when I mention this. This is very similar to a guy who was on that 
2019 LSU Championship winning team who ended up <laughs> slipping out of the first round. Grant Delpit. Mm. If so. you if you if you consider it, Grant Delpit was a top ten pick going into the 2019 season for project top ten pick for the 2020 draft, and he ended up sliding because he didn't play that much in 2019. He kind of lit it up again in the championship game. But at the NFL level, Grant Delpit has been a letdown, a very, very big letdown. And that's what concerns me with Stingley, is are you buying the 2019 version of Derek Stingley or are you buying the version now who we don't really know what they are? It's a long it's a long time he's gone since he's really played anything significant. That's mm -hmm. the trouble. Um and you go through last season and you go through this season. The only games really he did play that he was good was sub if you like the the, the, the subpar players, the group of five teams. So yeah. he dominated there, and then the rest of the time he struggled. And the missed tackles are an issue that if you go and take a look at it, he his career. Even in his freshman year, he does miss a lot of tackles. Obviously, he has the athleticism. He's, you know, it's all there. But you just wonder, is that what you're still getting? You know, because it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy athleticism. The, the acceleration, the agility, the, the change of direction and the speed you get from that change of direction is instantaneous. So in terms of what you look for in a corner to begin with, that's exactly what you look for. And he has all of that. Um, but then you just you you just say, and one of the reasons why he's fallen, and one of the reasons why there is a possibility he falls all the way down, is that our team's willing on uh, for a first round pick. Are you willing to um, take a punt on that with your first round pick? Mm. That's the biggest problem. Um, and also, you need um, Dave Hellman, big LSU fan. You need yeah. a, a you need an alpha corner because Derek is not going to be your alpha corner. He's going to be yeah. he, he needs guidance. He needs followship, if you like. So mm. if you're like in a team, I don't know if Diggs is yet. Whether he has that mentality or yeah. that attitude, I don't know. Um, but if you come in and you expect him to be your cornerback one and the alpha in that locker room, it's not going to happen. <laughs> On, just just the kind of thing here. I'm just looking now at the draft order. Where is it? Mm -hmm. I, I bet it, I'm going to take a pun. Before, before, just while I load it up. Yeah. Look at a lot. Of, look at a lot, a lot of the corners in this league. A lot of the corners can't tackle to save a life. It's True. it seems mm -hmm. it seems to be becoming now that kind of thing in it that you don't you don't see a lot of things. Corners liking to tackle and all this kind of stuff. Um, ideally, perfect place, I think, for him. I can't see it. Don't see him going past 12 at Minnesota. Pair him up with Patrick Peterson. Absolutely perfect for him. Yeah. Yeah. I saying if you look, if you look, if you look in that top 15, there's a lot as well of cornerback needy teams. So even if we all agreed and said, you know what, yeah, this guy could fall to the late twenties. Yeah. It, it's it's a little bit like the it's a little bit like the quarterback talking. There's there's no quarterback really 
worthy of drafting in the top 10, but there's going to be probably at least one going in the top 10 because of teams there, just for the fact that I think it's more of, as well, the drop-off. That's not mm. with respect to any of the ones, but if you look at the, the guys that are predicted first-round corners to the drop-off of second-round corners, mm. there's, probably, yeah. there's, there's probably just a bit too much of a gap to be able to say, do you know what, right, we couldn't afford to pass on, say, Stingley and go with a, a second-round guy. You'd probably get more yeah. production out of Stingley than a... Do you know what I mean? So it's probably mm. going to come more, but to... Well, I've needy teams, but I can't see him dropping out outside top fifteen. The, the, so if he if he drop if he drops past Minnesota, someone will trade up for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So just Joe is asking us a question here, and look, there's no no harm in bringing this up. He's saying, "Do we think Nicole Dean from Georgia is projected to be there at eighteen? Would you move up for him?" I no. don't think this team will look to trade up. I yeah. think they've what they've nine picks this year. Yes, they do. And yeah. I think they will look to use every one of those nine picks. So that uh, would I, be me. But I don't know what you guys think. They may shift. I think, shift. There at 24. I think, you think they, he'd they, be there at twenty-four. Yeah, if, he, yeah. If he is, I'm taking. Yeah. I'm, if he's there, as much as we need a guard and we need a tackle. Probably need defensive end, maybe even a defensive tackle. If he's there at twenty four, I'm taking card. I'm punching card. I'm taking him. Mm. Yeah. All, over the need, over the need of guard and tackle as well. Yeah, I think me and Mike spoke a few weeks ago, and we were talking about the linebackers, and we were just like, if if he's there, him and Mike Parsons together would be insanely amazing to watch play yeah. together. Mm. Yeah. And I think this kind of ties in a lot with, with, with some of the some of the one one year deals they've made in terms of Leighton Van Der Esch, mm-hmm. uh, James Washington. A lot of guys have been signed for depth and these guys can be cut quite quickly. You know, if if heaven forbid Stingley falls to us at twenty four, you could see Anthony Brown moved on or cut. Like it's there's five yeah, million yeah, yeah. cap saving with, with Anthony Brown if they cut him. So just watch out for stuff like that. But yeah, um, it'll just, it'll just to throw a, a kind of spanner in the works, if Stingley falls twenty four, would you would would you be willing to trade to, to field offers to see what you could get for someone to move up and maybe move? That completely is, out of the first round to the top it, of the if, second. It, it, that, would, that, would, that would be the most difficult. Yeah, that would be the, the mm-hmm. hardest choice to make is that if uh, I would want to trade with somebody who still has a first round pick at that point, mm-hmm. but that would be a very difficult decision to make. That would be the hardest one. That would be like the nightmare decision um, for the Cowboys. It's like to play with yeah, that would that would no. that's like the, the nightmare scenario. That one, yeah, even more for me, I wouldn't five o'clock in the morning. Sorry, if we stay up till, till five six o'clock in the morning and the cowboys don't pick on the first night, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly to Le- Leeds and I'm gonna punch Jamie in the face. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to come and find me, mate. I'm on, tra- I'm on trading, I don't even know if I'll make the first round yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there you go. If we trade out the first, I will do the second night of 
the draft in Jamie's living room. You have it on tape, folks. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, I think we've covered Stingley enough. um, And look, we're going to move on to the next guy. And Mike, this is a pet cat of yours. And it's a name that I've not paid enough attention to, but has been rising in recent weeks. Trent McDuffie. Mm-hmm. So Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington, take it away. Yeah, so he's actually my cornerback too. And mm-hmm. um, what you can't deny is that, like, look, the, the the there are issues with, and I've mentioned it with arm length, wingspan. There is that with him, but he's not going to be that type of cornerback that you want to be playing in that way. He's not really going to be a guy um, you want to be playing as an outside corner. Um, Mm. For me, I would want to play it. He is kind of versatile, but I would want to play him somewhere in between slot and safety is the best way to put it. Um, Very quick, very agile, like one of the most agile cornerbacks in this draft. As I say, issues with height and length, uh, that yeah. is a problem. But in difference to um, uh, Stingley, he can tackle. He's like one of the best tacklers in this draft, I would say. Just like he can find it, even he will keep it. Um, so although like a lot of people will have issues with his height and his length, He's he, you will say, oh yeah, he's he is short, but he's not a small guy. That's the you know, he he's chunky, <laughs> chunky is a bad word to use. Um, but he is big enough. Um, and uh, you know, it's the pack 12, and the pack 12 late have been producing some decent defensive backs. Um yeah. when you watch it, the thing I get from him straight away is Jair Alexander. When you watch it. And go and watch him, and you will see it. Uh, and I think the best one to go and look at, I'm trying to remember again where I want, I think it may have been Michigan, I might be wrong. Um, and if you go and watch that game, oh, yeah, he's he is doing it, he's got it on. Um, yeah. you know, he there, there is he's doing more than anything, but here's, here's some like crazy things about him that, um, he's never allowed more than 39 yards in a game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in his entire college career, deep receptions, so that's receptions of 20 yards or more, uh, he's only allowed two. So, you know, you're going to have issues with production, mind you. People are going to say, well, where's the rest of it? Because he literally, I think, he's had like, Maybe I think it's one interception during his college career, and I think he dropped mm-hmm. one as well. But the the one thing I always look at it's a good place to go to, just as a, a as just like a, it's not the be all and end all, but a rough guy. As I've said this before, is look at passer rating, quarterback passer rating allowed, uh, and in the last two seasons, Trek McDuffie, quarterback rating of fifty two. Yeah, that's that's virtually nothing. That is lockdown. That is shut down. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and Derek Stingley, we spoke about last season, or, you know, the season just gone, um, although he only played like three games, allowed 128.1 quarterback rating. Yeah. Um, 
quarterback rating. So, you know, it just gives you an idea of what it is you're dealing with. And really, yeah. though, you're just limited with McDuffie because of size, length. Um, you have question marks about production, but he's going to be a guy, really, you want to play in that slot role. Um, although it's not the one place you're going to play him, because you could play him on the outside by all means. Yeah. Give him some more press technique, um, some work with his feet as well. Um, yeah. And I think you will have a, a decent enough cornerback who can be versatile to play below both slot and corner, uh, both slot and wide corner. But at this stage, I want to keep him in the middle. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much what I have yeah. is that that he's short he's not bulky enough he doesn't have the go get the ball um thing that dan quinn likes yeah. he can't play inside and outside the comp i have for him is a byron murphy from 2019 okay, as well okay. um jamie have you any thoughts on on mcduffie or nah, i think you i think he's a pretty pretty much hit the nail on the end it's just He's probably going to be there or thereabouts. Yeah. 24. Oh, he'll it's, be just, there. it's just, can you live with the, the, the gap in terms of what it, what he would be towards kind of a guy who's Stingley and then the drop mm. off to him? I'm not saying there's a massive drop off, yeah. and that's no disrespect to him. It's just, yeah. you're looking at that at 24. So is it, can you live with that? And do you have him rated, you have him similarly rated? Or do you think do you go like say maybe if it, like say I know we're not talking about but if there's a Nicobe Dean there, would you be a lot happier taking a linebacker to potentially start alongside Micah Parsons than because and then put say picking Duffy and um do you know I mean I'm gonna kind of just wean him in a little bit kind of thing when you first round pick you really want to, you want him to go in straight away, don't you? So if, yeah. If he'd starve with the Cowboys story just for the fact that the guys that we brought back and and obviously we know Trayvon Diggs has, has progressed in the first couple of years in the league. Yeah. Mm. Like McDuffie is a guy you could bring in and he could start. As you say, you can move on from Anthony Brown, you can have him as your slot corner, and Anthony Brown is off your roster and you're saving more than five million um so it's something i could see them doing but i don't i don't i don't see them going after corner aggressively mm. but um as we say folks we do we do love love questions and comments from you and i just there was one in here from dj dog i'm just going to try and bring it up um my mouse is acting up on me so uh if we went with Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson in the first and Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State, is available at 56, do pull the trigger and pick up the best running back in the draft. No, no. not 56. I, I do like the idea of taking a running back. Um, it, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with what the future holds there. But with your second pick, when there's if you're taking Kenyon Green, for instance, first. Now what are you doing at linebacker? Now what are you doing at wide receiver? Yeah. What are you doing at pass rusher? I need those questions answered before I start thinking. Because for me, at the moment, running back, especially when you think of Mike McCarthy as hot butts, what is 
he's not going to be taking a pick of the future. And that's what Brees Hall would be. Brees Hall is, what are you doing from 2023 and beyond? And I just, yeah. I don't, I don't see, I don't see Mike McCarthy doing that just yet. I, I can't see him. I can't see him addressing running back any earlier than than the fifth round. I just think we've we've found deep a lot of the a lot of these other positions are. Um, if if God, it, in terms of skill position, um, there's only really wide receiver I could see him taking anywhere in the top four rounds. Mm. Yeah, um, that's fair. And I just, I said, and more so just, just for the fact that where there's, there's the needs are on this team, that the, the obvious need and the glaring need, depending on how you, you look at it, is tackle guard, depending on which way you want to address it. If, you, if you're happy, what well, we've got at right tackle and you go guard. If not, do you move them inside and you, you go get a tackle? But then you've, you've got on that front, on that front seven, um, needs addressing. Um, if, if depending on the say, like say, if Nicobe D is not there, you're probably not going to go linebacker first round. But then the depth for linebacker is absolutely immense, and you're going to get potentially the, the two two of the kid two of the kids from Oklahoma. I know that'll send shivers down your spine, Bry. Um, oh, but, you said the name. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you. <laughs> You know, and then you could even you could even be looking. I mean, like, is it? I think he's Aries from Alabama, maybe even even in, in the second round. So I think there's too much depth. Yeah. In in the top three rounds to to potentially hit on three stars in the first round at other positions that are much more of a need. Mm. And and not to take if if we addressed if we took running back in second, I'd, be, I'd as Paul mentioned, I'd be. And I'd, I'd be steaming from the ears with, with rage just for the fact that this team needs other positions. And, and to be fair, we've had pretty decent production out of running back um, to, again, then address it in the second round. Because if, if you're bigger running, if you, whoever you bring in, regardless of what round for running back, it's going to be running back free just for the fact that Zeke is Zeke. The Cowboys are tied to Zeke regardless of yeah. production or whatever. The Cowboys are tied to Zeke for a few more years. Um, we've had good production from running from running back till. Do you know what I mean? So it's, are you going to spend it? Like I said, and that's something that we were saying, wide receiver, oh, as I saw anyway, as a wide receiver free in the first round. If you're not, if you're not going to pick wide receiver three in the first round, you're not going to pick running back three in the second round. Yeah. From for for me, no, definitely, I'm not taking Brees Hall, and I would say there is more chance that we would take a quarterback than a running back being drafted this year, because McCarthy likes to draft a quarterback every year. Yeah, but, he is renowned for it. Moving on to the next guy, and I think it was either Joe or DJ Dog did mention his name already. So Andrew Booth, cornerback out of Clemson, is a guy who has probably slipped a little bit mm. in in the last couple of months. He would have been a solid first rounder 
up to about October, November time, and he's slid since then. Mm. Has the measurables, but again, issues over tackling would be would be my concerns. Uh, that and um, he gave up a lot of catches. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and when, when you think about it, really, this was his first year as a starter. He, he sort of this was his first year as a, in the starting role as cornerback and he gave up a lot of catches um so yeah. it doesn't bode great um had a great game against the the the, the gamecocks mind um but yeah um gets interceptions but also allows touchdowns mm-hmm. i mean he's well balanced is a good thing. He's a good all rounder, is the best way to call it. He's patient, um, you know, will get his body into the right position and can turn. Um, great explosiveness, um, long arms as well. So he's got the length. But the issues, of course, is that, like I said, he's only had a year starting experience. That year was somewhat mediocre. Um, he's not fast. And in terms of tackling, is that he can tackle, you know, but the, the like people will all say, well, well what's his biggest his issue with tackling? It's not that the issue with him is that uh, he can't tackle. It's that he has this crazy wild way of just throwing his body at tackling that yeah. um, you watch it and you just, you see the willingness that he's ready to tackle. He's going to do it. But He's just like his feet are planted, his head's down, and you're just watching it going. And he gets up, and you're looking at him, and you're like, he's slightly concussed off that one. And you can see it, you know. Um, it's rung, he's rung his own bell, basically. And you so I think saying that tackling is his problem isn't the right thing to say. It's more that his tackling technique is because yeah. you think when he gets to the there's bigger tight ends, bigger running backs, bigger wide receivers. They're going to hit you harder. And if he's going in with this this crazy wild tackling technique, he's going to come out even worse than what he is now. Yeah. And that, that for me, will be a concern drafting them at 24. And it's why I, I think if he was on the board, I'd be letting slide past. If he came around mm-hmm. the second round by some miracle, I... <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd run that card in there as quickly as I could, but I don't think it'll happen. But, Jamie, give us your thoughts. Yeah, it's, it's one of them that probably could potentially slide out of, out of the first round, couldn't he? And then it's, do you want to pull the trigger and, and go for him? Um, personally, me, no. Um, look, watching tape on him, could you could you say out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven top seven, or top yeah top seven rated defensive backs? Could you probably say he's maybe the most physical out of a lot of them? Um, potentially, but like I say, just it's it's always with them. Like I say, he's had one year. Is that a little bit? Is that probably the, the really big knockoff? Fire in terms of what this team's going to need a starting cornerback to come in and do. Um, if we can afford for him to sit, when I say when I say sit, 
take less snaps than you would than maybe another team will give him, then you could potentially. Do, I'd, I'd be happy to do that, but again, it, it has to probably be in the second round. If if I'm I'm, I'm picking in the picking in the first, he needs to he needs to slot it straight away. And I don't know if out of the guys that we've mentioned already, he's probably the one that maybe a little bit apprehensive about um, starting off from off the bat, and um, just for what yeah. what we physically need for this team. But yeah, I say probably from what I've seen from the tape, I watched probably is. Is one good thing is that it's, it's probably the most physical out of the ones I've watched. So mm. someone's going to fall in love with him. Um, it's just who oh, and where. Because yeah. like yeah. I say, these, these, these kind of guys keep getting picked up. Someone falls in love with them. Then that, just, that means a lot more is going to drop to us and we're going to could, could end up having like the, the year we had last year in terms of someone going to fall to us at 24 but like we, we weren't expecting CD Lamb to be there last year is someone mm. going to make that fall and let's hope that somebody does yeah so if we look at the final cornerback that we're going to look at um, it is the guy with the T-Rex arms unfortunately <laughs> A guy who is getting a bad rap at the minute because he has short arms, but he is a guy who you very much need to trust the tape on. His tape shows you the player he is. He can do it all. He can play man. He can play cover. So, Roger McCreary, Auburn. Mm-hmm. Why, on, why is no you... talking about him? Well, you hit us. You you started it off. You give us yours then. Yeah. Go on. Like for 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 me, like I would trust the tape on this guy, and mm-hmm. he has played. He's played very well in all his seasons with Auburn. He has locked down his side of the field, from what I can recall of him. So I I would take him because I want dig on one side, locking down the field. I want someone else on the other side locking down the field. And I think McCreary could do that. He's physical. He can get the ball. He has that ability. And he can, He will either defend and knock it down or he will get interceptions. So for me, I would be looking at Roger McCreary as a serious contender at 24. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I know exactly. I mean, like, when you look as well, um, his best game of last season was Alabama. Go go back and watch it. He had a stormer against Alabama. And the one thing I always say, that the first thing I like to look at when it comes to all prospects, doesn't matter what, um, what position you play, is can I see progression from each year? So is your first year... Uh, so your second year better than your first year, your third year better than your second year. If you play your fourth, was that better? If you get that that positive incline, then you've got some basis. That's your foundation of what you're going off because you're like, right, okay, this is a guy who's on a steady projection. He's getting better and better year in, year out. McCreary falls into that perfectly, that mm-hmm. each year you're seeing a much better player in terms of coverage, in terms of... Uh, um, 
you know, uh, production, you know, you, you see it each year. And again, you can go back to the quarterback pass rating. If you go from year in, year out, it gets that pass rating's getting lower and lower and lower because he's getting better. Touchdowns allowed get lower, you know, and you keep seeing that yards allowed they they get lower. Mm-hmm. All right, last year was a, was probably his worst, but that was more of the rest of Auburn about how they were playing. Um, yeah. I I would say in terms like you say because there are issues with um, in terms of length, uh, uh, very short arms, which. Mm-hmm. You know, like you say, is an issue when it comes with uh, Dan Quinn. Um, Has has big makeup speed. He can make it up, but that's literally it's every play. You just wonder how he's going to progress in the NFL with that. When he's he's going to have to use that to constantly um, uh, get back to the ball because he he, is one of the issues with him are that the quarterback can manipulate him quite well. Um, Mm -hmm. So he has that makeup speed. So for me, it goes back to what we was talking about earlier, that for me, I want to keep him in the slot purely because um, he does have the speed and he does have somewhat some agility to his game. But the issues are small arms. So you can't put him on the outside. And uh, he can get easily manipulated by quarterbacks. So that, for me, straight away, is that, you know, because in the slot, you need to be more reactionary, um, which is Mm. fine. I like that from my slot corner. From my outside the corner, I don't want that. Unless your understanding of the route concepts that the team are trying to play, which means you've really got to have it put together upstairs from watching game tape. Um, then you understand how this stacking plays on you and stacking route concepts for the entire wide receiver course. So for me, um, that's what I'm doing with McCreary. Yeah. That's my two cents. Jay, Jay, (laughs) give us your two cents. I I haven't watched much tape on him, to be fair, so my input isn't going to be as as good as as, as what you guys put in, but just based on what you two guys said, I, 24 is a little bit rich from from picturing what the tape would be like from what you said. Um, mm. Is that 56 going to be too rich as well? Um, the need of this team probably sounds like it. If if he's there in the third, maybe. But yeah, but I haven't got anything else to add to that one. Unfortunately, Brian, for you? Yeah. Look, <laughs> He, McCreary will be gone by our second round pick. I've no doubt about that. Yeah, definitely. He he will be gone in the 40s, I would imagine. But he is a player who has ability much higher than the 40s. And it's, it is the fact that he has effectively T-Rex arms, which is going to have teams knocking him down their boards. Yeah. Mm. Um, but as I say, watch the tape. He has it all. Um, we are going to look now at safeties. So we have, we've picked out two safeties, and these are more going to be second-round talents. Like, obviously, Kyle Hamilton is not going to be anywhere near us. Now, mm-hmm. I, I have reservations. I have huge reservations about Kyle Hamilton. Um, and I'm amazed that he is number one on a lot of people's 
um, draft boards. But that's just me. Um, and Dax Hill from Michigan is another name, which um, he's probably the second best safety in this class. But again, he's going to be in that 35 to 45 range and will be gone before he would get to us. So the two guys we've picked out are Jaquan Brisker from Penn State and Lewis mm-hmm. Sign from mm-hmm. the national champion Georgia Bulldogs. Yep. Who are you going for first, Bry? Let us look at Jaquan Brisker. He is the higher rated talent. He's the guy who's higher on my board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Start, well, well, okay, I tell you what. Why is he higher on your board then? For me, he's 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 a free safety, and I I think we need a second guy there because we've for the last couple of years we've carried three to four strong safeties. We've played, we've picked guys who can play in the box, and. A couple of years ago, we only had, as we say, Jeff Heath had, was playing free safety the whole time and he had no competition. Last year, we didn't, we brought in Kizzee to play free safety and he screwed the pooch. He didn't really live up to the expectations that he had. And I am with you, Mike, and Anyone who wants to see, go back and watch the, the, the tapes from this time last year. I was screaming about getting Malik Cooper in. But I'm still not sure if I trust him enough to not go uninjured. And that's why I would like to have a secondary safety on the board. But I'll qualify everything and say I don't think Terrible is in draft safety. Hmm. I mean, like, put it this way, right? In 2021, and bear in mind that this is Penn State. And mm. it's a very physical brand of football. So that already in your mind should set what type of safety um, Brisker is. But just to give mm. you an idea, he allowed in 2021, all season, right? And he played um, somewhat in the midfield, in centre field, but a lot in the box. Yeah. Um, he allowed, uh, personally from himself, he allowed one touchdown and two first downs all season. That's it. That is like a hell of a stat to take away. Um, very rarely misses tackles. Um, I yeah. think he's got like 19 missed tackles in his college career, which is impressive. Again, this is a guy who um, would you say? I, I I don't know. I don't know if I would say he progressed each season, but he never regressed. He played at a very good level to begin yeah. with, and has kept that throughout. Um, yeah, it's a consistent. Lot more... It's it's year it on consistent. year. Yeah, right. It, you you could go to his stats and they would pretty much be the same year in year out. Yeah, mm. you know, there's not yeah. there's not much change there. Um, I try and get some more information that um, yeah, one touchdown out all season. Uh, got two touchdowns. A bunch of forced incompletions, which mm. is good. Um, mostly he played in the box last season, so yeah. that's quite interesting. Did play deep, but he kind of switched reversals on what he'd done previously to what he'd done last season. Um, but I, I do like him. Uh, like I say, it's 
It's Penn State, so it's a physical mm. brand of uh, of football, and Brisker is physical. Um, and yeah. he's that that very much that that tone set in safety that you get. You know, when the, those physical types are tone setters, and that is yeah. what he is. Um, for me, I think that they wouldn't take Brisker because he's something that's very similar to what you've got in J. Ron Curse. Yeah. Um, you know, somewhere that is somewhere in between safety and linebacker, like we've said at the start of the show. Um, and um, again, he's one of those guys that can be manipulated by the quarterback. You do see that a lot. Um, yeah. His run game, his running game defense is just like next level. It is that he, he, they, they, that if you uh, draft him, you're not going to need him to go and do some run defense training. He's already gone. No. He's right. He's right there already. Um, yeah. Has a nose for the ball and will tackle them. Um, yeah. And when you watch Penn State, you see him. He's literally he's everywhere. He's just floating around everywhere. Yeah. Um, but again, the issues are manipulated by the quarterback, which means that putting him on outside can be an issue you're not going to want that you do need yeah. to give him a bit of cushion so give him some some cushion there and he'll yeah. be all right he, he'd be fine there um but i would say in reverse to what you were saying i prefer for me if you played him more closer to the box more closer to the mm. line yeah one of the notes i do have about him is that he 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 has that chip on the shoulder he has that dog in him that he can come down from free safety and absolutely smash guys. He, he has that ability. But as you say, probably will be a guy who will play closer to the line. As as you say, that hybrid safety, mm. strong sa linebacker, strong safety type role. Jamie, where where have you got Jaquan Brisker? Um, just before we touch on, on him, I'm, I'm just going to... Go on, okay. So you you said a minute ago at the minute I brought Kyle Hammer and that's number one on my board over player just because you were saying I don't know who can have him there but at the minute I've got him as my number one player that will probably change before the draft who knows but at the minute um, yeah um, and just before I go like just because you put George coming up um, Tyler Tyler Bum, I think we touched on that won't be the pick at twenty four if he's there. Um, as much yeah. as would love it, I, I've I think since we we started breaking down all these positions and players, I've I've been with Brian. He's he's the one player I would love the Cowboys to take, but just from the sounds of it, it's not going to be him. He's not been invited in for an interview, so I can't see it. But um, basically, yeah, I've got a bit of a um, in, although you know, um, my heart truly lies with with UT. Um, I have a soft spot for Penn State. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. On on this, I I um, I've got him as probably. How was this probably best saying it? Um, probably the best tackling safety in this class. Yeah. Okay. Has the potential to probably be the most physical. Um, and one of the good things I like about him is, is one of them. I don't know if character is the right word to use, but you know what I mean, like one of, one of those people you want 
leading your defense or the back the back end of your defense. He he always seems to be leads by example on his plays. He also is very vocal, um, and I think that's what this second what this secondary has lacked for a few years. Um, like you say, he's not going to be there in the fifties. You can have to probably go up and probably have to go up and get him. And I think just with what's needed for this team, but also for the depth, I, I just can't see the Cowboys going up and getting him, which is a shame. Because um, then that's two Nittany Lions that we're going to be down um, that I like. So it's just with them. But yeah, um, probably suits his defence really well. Like, like I said, he's probably matches already what we've got. Um, but that could be a good thing in terms of it's going to fit the defense, and then it's just obviously how long Dan Quinn stays around. Um, <laughs> so you get a, you get a lot, lot of him for years. But yeah, um, yeah, like I said, I, 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 I've got him as probably the, the best tackling safety in, in this draft. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a Penn State defender. You know, they they will always be that way. But like, what what you do need with Brisket is you need a, a team that has interchangeable safeties, so they're moving around a lot, which the Cowboys do do. So that does suit him um, because you want him to do multiple coverages, some blitzing, um, playing close into the box, but mostly using in that nickel sort of role um so you know like with those interchangeable safeties that's really going to fit his game um quite quite a lot but as i say if you if you want him in um you know into those pass coverage zone coverage modes you give him a cushion you give him a big enough cushion he'd be absolutely fine so the final guy we're going to talk about Lewis sign safety out of Georgia. Yes. Now, looking at the measurables on this gentleman, six foot two, 199 pounds. Mm. Sounds like a Dan Quinn player to me. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Arm length, wingspan, all there. But, you know, when you go to it, as you say, six foot two, nearly two hundred pound, but go through the rest, right? Ten yard split, one five one. You go, whoo, at that size, that's that's not bad. Already you're in the 80th percentile, and that's before you've done your height weight conversion, right? Yeah. So then he does he runs a four three seven. That's rapid, that is fast, right? That's moving. Then he goes and jumps a 37-inch vert, which is 71 percentile, and then does a 133 broad jump. And we've seen this before with defensive backs with big broad jumps. That's 97th percentile. So you go straight away with Lewis Sign. You go, oh, wow. And that, But then mm -hmm. you go, uh, you look at it through trends and all the rest of it, that he is probably, in terms of the draft that has happened over the last few weeks, he's rising fast. And I mean quick, that mm -hmm. each week or maybe every few days, it seems to be he's gone up a few spots again and again and again. And it's going that way with him. And I can understand the reasons yeah. why. Um, Hardy misses a tackle, made a lot of tackles too. Um, great in coverage. I mean, you want to give a full um, part of it. that You know, we were saying that, 
the last two guys very easily manipulated by quarterback's eyes. Yeah, he does. He does not. Sign doesn't. He he can. Uh, and what you want from your safety is be able to diagnose wide receiver routes as early as possible. If you can get them into the stem and be able to understand what they're trying to do, then you you can break on them quicker. So that means you can cover them easier. And, and Sign mm. does that. He's he's absolutely there. He can read it. He understands it. He's and as well, he's versatile. Yeah, so you can move him around, and because he's got the anticipation, um, good tackler, as I say, um, as a deep safety, he can um, locate, relocate. Um, he can get those wide receivers into. You know, he's got the understanding. His issue is, is <laughs> the issue is, is that although his speed is okay, it's more of his closing speed he doesn't seem to get there quick enough and you see him very very often caught on his heels so he's trying to turn on his heels so what happens is it's like the best way i can see it is that his mind can see it but his body isn't reacting quicker to it so that that seems to be the problem with him and i would say that he's completely limited as a pure man um cover safety that is what i would use him as Mm-hmm. Jamie. Um yeah, I think Mike pretty much took it covered a, a lot of him on there. One of the things I, I liked on the tape is that he's not afraid to come down mm-hmm. and get involved. Um sometimes you don't see a lot of that from safeties. Um yeah. and one, one thing coming into the draft I hope he has. Um sometimes you don't like a lot of players. I mean, I hope, he, I hope he comes into the draft with a chip on his shoulder because, um, for, for me, that that, that Georgia defense didn't get enough credit for what they did. They kept the kind of Georgia flew under the radar a lot for me last year, um, especially when mm. we, we, we so we have we have separate chats during during the weekend and during the week off off uh, in terms of college football, um, and it always seemed to be. Like it does every year, which frustrates you like me, Bama. But that's just what it is in Bama. You can't really take it away from Bama. Michigan had a lot of a lot of a lot of talk about him, um, and for some for some weeks, Cincinnati. But it was never really. You never heard about Georgia. You never heard how good the defense we're playing. So I hope he's he comes with a bit of a chip on his shoulder and and be like and. I think if they've got a lot more coverage and they've got, you could potentially say that this 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 guy could have been ranked not too far from Hamilton. Um, I just I just don't think that they got they got the due. Um, be interesting to he's see. Going, he's go. going that way, mind the way. Oh he's yeah, going. definitely. Yeah. I just where is he going to fall? I, I think probably. Yeah. For for me. As much as that, as much as I like Briska, could be could it could he be potentially the second safety off the board? That's that's what I'm trying to work yeah. out from the tape, and that's not taking away anything from Hill or from Briska. But I just think what he did on that George defense makes me think so, someone at the bottom of the first round might pull the trigger here. Um, yeah. 
And a lot of people might say that it's a reach. I wouldn't say it would be. I don't know if the Cowboys would re- would pull the trigger on him. Again, just for the, and I repeat myself over and over here, just for the need more probably on the offensive line. Um, but I can certainly see maybe from around 27, someone pulling the trigger, because like you say, he's just rising up the boards and there's, there's, it's going to get to the point where there's not going to be that much of a gap between him and Alan when you try to really break him down. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, Brisker and Sainer, literally, they are extremely close mm. in terms of yeah. rank ranking wise. It's just that they both play they play different roles. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, and, and for me, Brisker is more of a role that the NFL looks yeah. to you. So that's why he has a high yeah. grade. Yeah, that that I, I think you're making the point well there, Jamie, in terms of. Dax Hale, whilst we haven't mentioned him here, could end up being the fourth safety gone off mm-hmm. the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a travesty for that to happen. You wouldn't be you, you wouldn't be throwing a pen and going, why the hell is Dax Hale sliding? It it it's just more a case of Brisker's an NFL safety. Sign has all the ability. So and Dax and Hill for me is is safety two on my board, and I, yeah. I only gave out twenty one first round grades this year. Hill is yeah. one of them. Wow, very stingy in the first round this year, boy. Usually <laughs> it's less than that. Actually, it's <laughs> normally less. Yeah, if you've more than eighteen mm-hmm. first round grades, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> And then yes. you can always have the cheater grades. Oh, yeah. I've got a couple of cheater grades in there. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of defensive backs, is there anyone else you want to mention or tip the hat to? Because I'm kind of I'm kind of looking at my, my board here. And at this stage, the only guys we haven't talked about in, the, say, the top 30, are the quarterbacks Kyle mm. Hamilton, Sauce Gardner, mm. and Kyrie Lam from Florida? Kyrie Lam is, is a, a, another good one. Um, mm. uh, you know, I mean, he, he suffers with inconsistency as well, is a big trouble yeah. with him. Um, you know, athletic ability. You say it's all there. Like, he's one of those guys that tests great, but then you put it on the field and it just all seems to disappear. And you're like, where is all that athleticism gone? Um, which is strange. But again, you know, that goes back to the first comment with Elam about inconsistency. Um, yeah. it's, it's such a weird one. that You know, he's a multi-sport kind of guy as well. Uh, turn that on. Um, he's a multi-sport guy, and some people will argue about that. I, I, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, but also, he has a knee injury as well. I don't think it was major. It's more of a sprain that kept him out for a few games um, than it was. But it's obviously something medically they would need to check. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I mentioned a couple of guys earlier, but one, one player I'm intrigued to see where he ends up. Is um, Sterling Weatherford from Miami, Ohio. Put me teeth in. I keep mocking, and I, I, I know you shouldn't really always do them, but sometimes you just can't help it, can you? Um, 
I always seem to pick him up in mocks. And the more I keep picking him up, the more I'm starting to fall in love with him. Yeah. Um, but then, so then that's just going to be one of the things you know, that the Cowboys are completely just going to stay away from him. So I probably shouldn't draft him because I'll probably just jinx it and we won't get him anyway. Don't get your hopes up. And DJ Dog saying about um, Marquise Bell, Dave. Yeah. Guy. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you can Absolutely. get him into the gym because he's he's. Very narrow when you look at him, very small. Doesn't have big speed, but, you know, a lot to clean up on there um, mm -hmm. uh, and get him into the gym. And, like, you know, because he's he, he is tall, long frame. He, he is going to get stronger um, no matter where he goes to. Um, does a good job of avoiding manipulation, um, which is something we've spoken about today. And he takes good angles. He does take good angles of ball carries. You see that a lot. Um, so. Since in IDB, I know we touched on it, Mike, during, during the college season that you weren't really impressed of the um, the opposition that they played. But like you say, when you, when you break it down to stats-wise, they didn't give up a lot of touchdowns. No. Interesting to see where they go. I like, see even even the QB. Well, I think to be fair, only if that's if you look at all the players in, the, in all the teams that have got players obviously declared. From what I've seen from a lot, they 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 seem to be the ones that are quite hard to, to rank because even break it down to as far as the QB, Desmond Ritter. And I I thought he had a pretty good season and. I've seen him draft. I've seen him mocks anywhere from first round to fourth round. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's hard to press where these Cincinnati players are going to go. Yeah. I think quarterback is a good place to talk about. I think when we start our draft day shows, yeah. um, we'll certainly talk about the quarterbacks then because they, they, they always, as they always do, they are what really they're the dominant force that will tell you what's going to happen in a draft not just yeah. like where they get taken but also where they don't get taken um mm. is a big thing because teams mm. start to get itchy um they want to pull triggers and it's a big mm. thing you know whether you want to talk about Pickett, willis corral any of the big four like you say you know sam Howell, you could throw in there yeah it, it, it's it's a tricky one it is because these quarterbacks are all either one-year wonders, um, have declining, you know, they regressed, or there's just odd parts where you just wonder, you're like, mm. you know, like Malik Willis, for instance. A lot of people will talk about him, and then you go, well, what's the difference between him and um, the Bills quarterback? And you, you, you're like, you know, you talk about that, and you go, this is a guy when he came out of college. Who you know? I'm talking about Josh Allen that had inaccuracy issues, but a big arm. Malik Willis, big arm, mm -hmm. less accuracy issues. And you go, but so where's where's the get off? My thing, I think, with quarterbacks is I've given up trying to predict whether they're going to be good yeah. or bad anymore because like, they're yeah. just so scheme dependent. They are scheme and coach dependent so much. Just forget about trying to figure them out. I see. I, I see. I see. I see one mock. Um... A far and away the top fifteen. Can't see it happening, but I would love it because then that pushes everything else players down, down yeah. to, towards. So 
they saw that happens. If that and when that happens, it's not only good for the Cowboys because it pushes players down, it also pushes up the, the possibilities of the Cowboys trading down because you've got more yeah. talent there and the Cowboys have got more options. They'll trade down so that they'll still get their guy, but with the added bonus of some a sweetener in there, you know, be it day three or whatever. Me and Paul were in a mock draft last week with some guys across pond. And um, yeah, that's, that's one of the things we did that the pool was so rich in talent. You could trade back. Do you know? Do you know? What? I, I know if you should, like I say, take a lot of notice of them, but just going for the ones I've done lately, I've I've traded back. Tennessee, I've, 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 I've traded it back as far as thirty. And I've still managed, and I've still managed to pick up Zion Johnson, who was the guy I was got when it comes to that particular mock. I was like, right, that's the guy I would take at twenty four and be happy with. Mm. I've managed to trade back mm. to 26, 27, 28, 29 and still get him and pick up crap load of picks. So it's like you say, it's just mm. it's just it's, it's the look at the drawing because like you say, because then there's been the odd times where I've traded back in my mocks and someone's taken Zion Johnson and I'm like, that's a bit of a fail mock now, because now I'm going to have to try and trade to completely out of the first round because there's nobody there that I really want to take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fun of the draft. Yeah, fun of the draft, mate. Mm. It is. Um, but I think I think that, that that's us wrapped for tonight. So, Mike, I that know you're back for us tonight at, um, at 9 o'clock. So have you anyone joining the show? Uh, yes, we've got... Um, we have Big Game James. Yes, there we go. So he's big, back with it. Big us. game is always a pleasure. Yeah, so big game in to come and talk. He's done a lot of work this year on the draft, so get him in, get some takes. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Mike and the team will be back on Thursday at 9 o'clock. Um, we better pay the bills before we get out of here. Yeah. So I'm just going to go. pull I got it you. up. So. I got you. I got you. Oh! <laughs> we're both at it <laughs> so Jamie do you hey, want to give right. the shout out hi Roland um, if you're thinking of heading out to see the Cowboys play this season make sure you know up our sponsors Cowboys Experience for the ultimate game day tailgate meet and greet packages um, anything from meeting DCC to current players to Cowboys alum including the original ATA Drew Pearson players like that um, absolutely will increase the experience that you've had out there and make it more memorable and if you're going to book with them use the discount code that's on the screen of UK Cowboys because it's the savoury week boys what do you get if you use the discount code free stuff chocolate pudding and, and a phone that works <laughs> everybody loves free stuff chocolate pudding and a phone that works <laughs> And as always, make sure you, fo- you you give a follow to all of our fellow content creators, the Dallas Cowboys media team and um, the guys over at 105.3 The Fan. They all put out amazing content on a daily and hourly basis and not forgetting, of course, all of the girls that do it as well. So mm-hmm. Kelsey and Meg, Amber Garcia, Britt Johnson, Brianna Dix. Who've been on the show, Jamie? You're going to say something. 
No, I was just sorry. I, I almost think when I was touching in the same as well, because um, it's getting to that time of the season, isn't it? That um, the draft um, monsters from Dane Brugler and the Cowboys media team are out now as well. So there's, yeah. there's that even mm-hmm. more content for everybody to get the draft fix as well. Yeah, baby. Yeah, absolutely. So, Joe, we can see the question there from you. Where where can I find you in Big Game, James? So that will be Thursday's show here at nine o'clock. Uh, that'll be 10, 10 o'clock your time in Italy. Right here. Yeah. Right here, wherever you get your podcasts or live shows. So, it's a good night for me. I'll pass it over to you, gentlemen. Yeah, that's it. We'll uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. Enjoy a, a nice long weekend, and we'll catch you Thursday.